and welcome to Ungimmick. This is our first part two of an episode. Yeah. It's our first part fantastic. two. We've made it. We've we've promised so many part twos, and we finally made one. Um, we have the full crew here today. We are joined by Alex Moreau, hey. Connor McDonald, Hello. Matthew O'Neill, Sanjeev Vinod. I'm your host, Gonzalo Souza, and we are back to talk about art uh, and magic, of course. Our topic What is, is it? Is magic art? Um, if you haven't listened to the to last week's episode, uh, go give it a listen because it's the part one. This one will follow. Um, it's the continuation of our discussion. So yeah, let that us. First continue. one was a brain number. Yeah. No number, yeah. number, number. I guess. Yeah. So was it let's... very interesting? I think you should you should definitely go give it a listen. Uh, hopefully, you'll get to listen to all the episodes that we've released so far. Yeah, I don't know if this episode is going to make sense without that one because I think we're going to draw back and refer. We will. To I'm, a I'm, lot I'm of sure we will. I'm sure we will. Yeah. So let's converse and discuss. Connor, I know that you want to take us, so go for it. Yeah, yeah. I okay. So I have two things I want to say right off the bat. One of them isn't about the topic, but it's about Sanjeev. And all I'm saying is that I've I've listened to every episode and I've noticed that he'll say something. And then we get sidetracked from it, and then we always go back to what he said like ten minutes later, and like <laughs> he said it like, initially. And I'm just like, I, like I listened to the last episode, and I was just like, he literally said this, and he said, well, "This is what we need to do if we're gonna move on with the episode." And then like ten minutes later, we got finally got back to it. And I'm just like, so anyway, keep your keep your ears open for that one. Uh, my second, my second one, is that um, I think I'm just gonna go for it. I think magic can be art. If you want it to be, I think it's, and it's completely up to who is interpreting it. So if I'm, if I'm the one that's doing the magic and I think it's art, therefore it's art. But if somebody else is uh, doing magic and I watch it and I don't think it's art, then it's not. Yeah. So I'm going to quickly uh, jump in here just to, uh, Matt, I'll head, I'll head no, to you. No, I'm good. not going to add not... to the discussion. I'm just going to hopefully give us a sense, sense of direction. So and then we'll come back to it 10 minutes later. Yeah, probably. So, last episode, one thing we touched on, which I found fascinating, but difficult, again, mind-numbing, was the sense of intention, right? There was a lot of discussion between us and disagreement regarding how intention can define art versus how intention might not define art. And how even if it's not the artist's intention, something could still be art, so on, so on, so on. Um, I want to propose this to you guys and hear your thoughts. I would like if we could limit this discussion to intentional art. Um, by that, I mean art where we choose, okay, I want to make this artistic. I'm going to try to make this art uh, because I think the unintentional side of art, of other people perceiving it as art, even if we didn't intend it as that, I think that's out of our control. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it, and there's no way to apply that to our magic, really. You can't control how someone would unintentionally perceive what you unintentionally did, right? It's, it's out of our hands. Um, and so, therefore, I think if we limit to the intentional side of art, which is how do you take something, how artistic do you want it to be, and how do you approach making it more artistic, does it need to be artistic, questions like that, I think if we focus on what we can actively do, so I can actively sit and say, this is not artistic, this should be. I want to make this piece more artistic. So a more active approach to it, I think that'll keep us at least, it'll, it'll help us from having to define a lot of things, which I think there's no use in us defining. Definitely. I was thinking about this, and that is such an amazing point, Sanjeev, because I was, I was, I was listening to our recording of the, of the first part, mm -hmm. and I was thinking, the question is, is a little bit misleading mm -hmm. itself, because magic 
could it's it's not that magic is or isn't art mm -hmm, it could mm -hmm. be art if you make it so if you structure it in a way that makes it artistic versus you doing a, a packet trick it's rude <laughs> well, <laughs> but you, you guys know what i mean by that i think i hope trick the Just, trick part of packet trick yeah, yeah. let yeah. me point out something um three of you spoke connor said that uh art uh, is on the on the side of the receiver we, that's how we open this discussion, or the side of the interpreter. The interpreter decides that is art. But then, Sanjeev and Matthew, just on the passing, you guys disagreed entirely. You made the opposite point. Sanjeev, that's you true. said, uh, let me try to make this more artistic. This means that there's some understanding of what art is that you have to achieve and you have to work towards. I think interpretation, sure, it is part of the art, but I think there's no use in us discussing that now. Exactly. It's, yes. um, so it's not what within we the can scope do. of this conversation. Mm -hmm. It's what can we do, because this is to help magicians, this is to help performers. Mm -hmm. yeah. A performer can't control how the audience perceives it because they can't control their audience in that way, but what they can control is what they do themselves. Exactly. If they want to make okay. what they turn into well, art. There, there, I think there's also a problem in that in that question is that although that is a very like in hindsight it's a very very nice thing to think about but the thing is art is sort of a byproduct of you making magic most of the time and you guys know that what do you mean when we're art? jamming between each other we try and make it a primary focus say okay let's make it art by trying to make it say something and eventually make something out of that mm -hmm. but most magic you do the fact that artistic artistic or not is completely a byproduct of whatever you're doing, where you're doing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really okay. hard for me to, to just say, let's only talk about intentional art. Because does that just mean like we're only talking about people sitting there saying I'm doing art? Maybe it's not about intentional art as much as it is figuring out what we can do if we want to make it art to make our pieces hmm. meaningful. I prefer that question as opposed to, you know, what can we do how to can, like that. make it So art? how okay. can we make okay. our pieces meaningful? Maybe that's eventually, like as a magician, you just want to make like your magic better. Yeah. yeah. And at, at some point it becomes art and some tricks are artistic, some aren't, right? Yeah. But you yeah. don't just go, hey, today I'm going to be an artist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it does not. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that makes much, much sense. You just put on a beret and get a paintbrush. Just kind of happens. <laughs> you just turn French. Congratulations. <laughs> no, but I think there are there are things that you study that, or certain certain tricks or certain plots that you explore, that can, or I, I, using the word never is always hard, but will very. It's you're gonna have a really tough time making certain tricks or certain plots artistic as compared to others. Some really? of the, just Wait, some things are more. Explain that again. Uh, some plots or some tricks are inherently, I, in, in the way I view mm. it, inherently more on the non-artistic side or more on the trick side. And there are other things that is, it's easier for you to extrapolate that artistic side through your mat, or the byproduct is easier to come about. I, I that's something very interesting because as you were saying, I was obviously just going through examples in my head. Yeah. So watch so much magic. We have a pretty large like um population hmm. on which we can run our yeah. stats right mm -hmm. as a thing okay artistic let, let's take a trick that everybody does like ambitious card mm -hmm. ambitious okay. i have seen awful ambitious cards yeah. i have seen i think good not very entertaining have, yeah. ambitious cards <laughs> yeah. i have seen and also i have seen like ambitious cards that just gave me chills and if you guys want a couple of examples because i know a couple of people might be down in here um uh, david ben Absolutely. Who is? Oh wow. Well, you don't know who? Da oh god. We have we have to talk. I'll, about I'll look it up right after. <laughs> um, yeah. You can also watch Andrew Frost's uh, version, which is fabulous. That I love doing. It's a very good approach. But in all, all I mean is like, 
Although there's now like, okay, triumph, same shit. You're gonna have a casual triumph, ah, you shuffle and boom, they're all the same way, right? And then there's like the triumphs, like, possible. It's a chaos to order, and it's got a very deep meaning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could, I could say the same thing about probably cups and balls, linking rings, etc., which sort of makes me believe, I'm gonna put the hypothesis forward, I can't really prove it, but let me put the hypothesis forward. All the tricks that are considered, I, I think to make a trick be one of the greats, one of the all-time best tricks, mm -hmm. is the one that gives it leeway to be artistic and to not be artistic. Like, very few tricks that people don't consider, like, all-time classics, don't have that flexibility. And I I'm sort of going through my head, thinking if I can find an example of a tree that is considered amongst magicians, like, an all-time classic, or that, that, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. where you can't make it artistic. Okay. I, uh, I Let me just, to finish what I, uh, my point, I fully agree uh, with what you're saying. I hadn't thought of it that way. And now that I'm, that I'm going through my mind, my, my, the first, uh, you talked on cups and balls, my mind went to, to chop cup. You, could, you mm -hmm. have certain chop cup routines that are purely tricks, just magic for the sake of, of, of magic, of fooling or, no, or whatever. Or demonstrations a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. Or you can, but I've seen some that do that little extra spin. You know, they approach it a different way that makes you think uh, a different way. Your analysis is very interesting, Alex. And, and I, here, I, I like, I like what you're saying very much. Cups and balls, blah, 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 do whatever. It's not about, like, going all emotional and everything. Penn and Teller made those um, cups clear. To me, it made it artistic because they were breaking that fourth wall, bringing people into the yeah. way, secrets and everything. Okay. So all I mean is... That's kind of a being, fifth wall. Being artistic doesn't mean necessarily being emotional. I just wanted to draw that line. I'm so sorry for taking so much Matt. time to talk. But Quick hey. point. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's Matt. kind of a fifth wall. That is because, a great, very good point. Because you're already talking to the audience directly. That's a fourth wall break. And now you're going into the secrets. That's cool to think about. I like that. <laughs> um, but I was... I, I feel like we can take this one level deeper, which is I was thinking how... you You were talking about all these things that you do that turn pieces artistic and how do we do that because i know all of us have been able to make various <laughs> alex, pieces don't. alex don't do it <laughs> artistic intention <Tent>. yes <laughs> boom <laughs> yes intention of course and i just had an idea this could be totally wrong or for of like a a practical suggestion of what to do or of what one could do what is your what favorite I... piece of art Go on your bed right now, turn off your music, your screens, think of your favorite piece of art. Think why it's your favorite piece of art, and maybe you can take a little a couple of pointers there. And every couple of days before going to sleep, think of a piece of art. Grab a couple of pointers. I'll write those down in a note. Eventually, you got that pointers coming back and forth. Maybe those can help you build directions. Yeah. Uh, I would extend that. Actually, Matt, finish your point, and then I'll... Yeah, I wanted, to say, I wanted to say this. Um, I would have wrote down, find something that you notice and perceive to be true, and talk about it tastefully through the maximum potential your craft can reach. Repeat that, please. What? It's okay. I need you to repeat as well, but it sounds a bit too wordy and too philosophical. Too, okay, that's just that's just the way my brain works. Say, I like it. the complicated, complicated stuff, but basically <laughs> unnecessarily complicating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, but yeah, dumb it down for us commoners. Okay, find something true that you see. That that you know that you notice to be true that you notice to be real. That's vague. Obviously, it's vague because mm. it's. And, and it I, don't think, I think it's you accurate. could. You could. Oh, I thought you were gonna have a second half to that. I, I, I was. <laughs> there, 
there yeah, is a second but half. But Alex, Alex oh, there refuses is a to half? allow second halves. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if your premise is wrong, you can't just go from there. All right, go. Honestly, though, um, when Alex said his thing, I liked it better, and that was sort of a correct version of what I was trying to get at. So I'm sorry. Okay. I, I feel like I'm genuinely being a lot of these podcasts yes and you are i mean <laughs> for all the auditors out there i'm a little bit of the when we discuss about like magic because i just like pushing things and making people uncomfortable for them to focus on stuff i'm a quite likable guy in real life i'm pretty chill but in these podcasts i think i sort of have to play the role of people going no 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 that premise is wrong that word is not accurate so yeah i just think that it can also be an interesting approach to hey take something you know is false i mean why, why wouldn't that work that, that, no, that okay. works because it's Real true quick. that it's false. It works better. Real quick, Matt, can I hear the second half of whatever <laughs> you're to say? <laughs> I, I'm really, I, I really appreciate that you're so interested in what I have to say, Sunshine. <laughs> I just want to get yeah. out of the way so we okay. can go. <laughs> Essentially, just trying to move on. I think a big caveat of this is tastefully through the maximum potential that your craft can reach. What does that mean, dude? Putting max... Because the thing is, if you... If you do something that's right, if you do something artistic with, as it was it was mentioned in the previous episode, with poor execution, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's basically pushing yourself that you, you and your craft, because I can't do what music does as a magician, but I can do what magic does that music okay. can't do. Okay. If that makes sense. So it's saying, yes. look at, it's saying, look at art, what you consider as art, and then like as what you know it to be true look at art and then look at it through the eyes of a magician or look at it through magic not necessarily oh, express it in the best way that you can because i as a magician with magic. will be able to express it with magic while a musician will be able to express it with music or a painter will express it through his painting to me it seems like through a through your craft gotcha right? i get it i get like, that I, I say what that... you want to say but through the medium of your craft right so say it through magic Almost as a language. The thing is, I think before expressing it, I think you also need to like express it yourself without those filters. Like it's very easy for people to just skip steps, right? And just, oh, okay, yeah. I want to say this. How do I say it with magic? Well, I, I would maybe say it's maybe a good idea to just take magic out of it just for a second and just express it with no limits. And then of try course. to see how many limits magic puts on that. Just don't try to stuff something through the lens of magic. I think you just first try to express it as best you possibly can. And then see what magic adds to that and what magic takes away from that. As music and as drawing, as posing, as dancing, as whatever. Okay, I, th- I think I'm getting it now. So what I think that... I'm just trying to clarify for my own personal yeah, sake. Cool. What we're trying to get at is... Look at something that you consider as art. And then think about... I th- like I'm Okay, I got lost when Alex said that last part i feel i thought i had it <laughs> I, I think what matthew essentially meant is try to push the expression of something you believe or think essentially right matthew yes okay and and, 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 and then and then put it in into whatever art you S- say uh, yeah okay. exactly because do whatever art that you do because obviously if i had a i had a great say a great idea for a novel thing is i'm not a novelist so i told my novelist friend about it and he liked the idea mm-hmm. essentially uh because i can't write a novel Maybe I can do the sentiment in the thing that I am able to do, mm-hmm. which is magic. Okay. Hey, Matt, if, if you had to, like, take words away from that, what would it become? Because I think, honestly, if you can take that whole expression and make it... Use your craft. Okay. Uh, to do what? After you said what I would 
say is push expression. Good. That's two words as opposed to three. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> I, I think. I, yeah, I, I guess. I, tell me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely. No. That, missing, yeah, missing that's yeah. That's point. pinpointing it. But I think the whole point is like. All, all your standard expression, just push it and you'll just understand new things and just push it to the point. Like, even when you think you've pushed all the way, try push some more. I like that. Yeah. I, okay. I think I that's, that a, that's a very interesting way to... That's a and I think it's, uh, as back to what your first point, it's a good intent to have, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, the in- it's the intent of... Um, oh, I, I keep remembering the name, but you and I uh, talk about it all the time, the, the Greek myth, pushing the boulder up the mountain. Remind dude, me of the Sisyphus. Name? Sisyphus. Yeah, Sisyphus, dude. exactly. Sisyphus. It's literally taking his role and then choosing to enjoy the, that process i mean you have to imagine sisyphus happy albert camus <laughs> camus <laughs> dude camus much. messes with my mind dude oh, is shit. it camus <laughs> am i am i gonna get roasted by views because it's not camus and it, 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 it is it camus or sartre one of the two no you camus wrote the myth of sisyphus yeah but the, just the sentence of you have to imagine Sisyphus. imagine probably, happy oh i don't remember wait the, did you say camus wrote the myth of sisyphus can we do we want to fact check this hold right on, now? Yeah, on. definitely. Because that myth is much more ancient than Camus. Yeah. The Myth of Sisyphus, novel by Albert Camus, 1942 philosophical essay. So it's probably in the book, so it's probably Camus. But I, I really like oh, that yeah, idea. It is. Interesting. Of, Very interesting. Although it's sort of this inevitable process where you seem like you're just pushing more, and every time you push more, it seems to like open more doors and suddenly so have to push mm-hmm. in more. Well, it, it's not about it being daunting, it's about it it, it being. The beautiful that, that's thing the very, about it is it's, it's fun. The very reason Sisyphus pushes up that boulder is like it, it's what he does essentially. Yeah. So, enjoying that that process might might be reward of its own. Um, I'll add something here uh, from something I listened to recently that actually really, really hit. Uh, it was a TED talk from a man named Mark Rober, um, ex NASA engineer for like nine years, and now he builds like really cool things at home. Really cool things. He's a YouTuber now. Yeah, great he's a guy, YouTuber. great channel. Yeah. That's a also, recommendation. So many in the joke of the opportunities <laughs> there from NASA engineer to YouTuber, but he owns it, man. What a guy. And his TED talk was on what he dubbed the Super Mario effect. Um, and the concept is basically life gamification, approaching uh, pursuit and approaching pushing things forward as, as a game. And it is very difficult for me, especially. It's been really easy for me to get bogged down when I think, oh, every time I think I'm getting better at magic, now there's just so many more options that I could be doing that I'm not doing, right? And as you learn more, you become more aware of how little you have learned (laughs) and how much more you have left to learn. Um, And we here enjoy the process so much, right? To the point where unfortunately it almost doesn't mean anything anymore because it's everywhere. Uh, but a way that I've interpreted, which 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 has has been helpful in very recent times, is seeing it as that game. You are pushing forward. You are just trying to get to the next level. You are not losing because you are not farther along. Uh, where you are is where you are. Feel solid for how far you've come. Uh, don't feel bad because you are not somewhere up there that you could be because you're getting there. You know. It's a solution for being it. demoralized by the Dunning-Kruger effect. Uh, I don't know that effect, but it is demoralized. You're right. That's a good word. Dunning-Kruger effect is people that know, don't know much, think they know a lot and vice versa. I, I'm just dumbing it down even more, yeah. which mm-hmm. makes me a little bit of a Dunning-Kruger subject. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, nice. What it is is basically a, I'll, and then we'll do the break, sorry, Gonzalo, um, is a, somebody who's sort of getting into it mm-hmm. uh, feels like they know so much about it, mm-hmm. but then an expert who knows much, much, much more realizes that he knows nothing. 
You summarized that perfectly. Then it is demoralization caused by like, correct. The so that is a possible solution for, sure. for that, which is nice, and it's sort of like cool that we got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and before before I uh, before I bother everybody everybody with our social media, let me let add another uh, parallel to what you guys are saying or another metaphor. Uh, knowledge, in a way, is kind of like a balloon. Uh, what you know is the surface area. Uh, what you don't know is the volume. And the more you learn, the more you inflate the balloon. Oh, interesting. The more the surface area. Very but wow. at the same time, the greater the volume. That's surprising. So the more worked. you know, the more you don't know. And if it's that red, it gives a good artistic image. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. Nice that was perfect. That's the yeah. perfect segue. Here's another metaphor. Uh, Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to yeah. our youtube channel youtube.com slash ungimmicked uh we are on facebook.com slash ungimmicked but the best way to come in contact with us is on instagram at ungimmicked um we would love to hear from from you we would love to hear your opinions on the topics that we're discussing on other topics that you'd like us to discuss um come and chat with us uh, we are also on patreon patreon.com slash ungimmicked uh, we have already used the funds you have not given us yet to yes. uh, get Alex and Erica. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> uh, if you were Alex got oh, his haircut, that, oh, and we are nice. all in debt for it. <laughs> yes, grateful course. debt for sure. But yeah, these guys like, wow, there was like a 15-year-old dude a week ago, and now he's no no longer there. What? <sighs> he's, he's, he he is 22 again. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So well, he's getting there. Um. Do do I need to say anything else? Just breather, good. I think, I think I've, yeah, I think I've said everything. Yeah. Cool. You, are you going to so spell let's, ungimmicked? Oh, U N G I M M I C K E D ungimmicked. I just imagine um. someone like huddled over in a corner of the room, and as you spell, they're typing like U N G I, and they're reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't get it. Other words. Is there? I don't even know. Is there a D? I don't. Yeah, honestly. Um, why 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 do people should people donate to our Patreon? No, because we're in debt. We need. <laughs> well, we're in debt. I was gonna start like holding playing cards hostage and be like, I die. You better donate right now. <laughs> One every episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the six of clubs goes first. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about the six of clubs. They won't donate. <laughs> oh jeez. That actually uh, got gentlemen. Wow. We have our breather crim today, uh, presented by Mr. Connor McDonald. Yes, Connor. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of thinking, and this is something that I wish I uh, had found before I took my deep dive into magic initially. Uh, is a magician by the name of Levant, and I want you to go to his website. You you can look into his material. I think it's good. But if you go to levantmagic.com, he has uh, magic products for sale, and I think that everyone should go check these out because he has a bunch of. Uh, DVD sets on just classic uh, magic tricks, uh, like the, the 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 classics, like the salt pour, uh, miser's dream, color changing silk, billiard balls, the linking rings, like all of these things that I think people should know, uh, magicians should know. And it's not cheap; these things aren't cheap. I think the like the miser's dream DVD sets like sixty bucks, but I think that we should. I think you should go check them out and give them a try because it it. I think these are just classics that everyone should know. Thank you, Connor. So it's right from there. We're gonna. You were talking about the classics. We touched on that in the in the first half. Uh, how some of the or the or how Alex said how the classics are the ones that have the opportunity of just being magic for the sake of magic and of actually being artistic. 
So let me uh, urge our viewers then. I uh, don't want to stand that... by those words. That was a hypothesis. You know, you, you ob- <laughs> no, seriously, okay. okay. I, you observe a trend, you put forward a hi- hypothesis, and then you check it until you get it wrong. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure so we can far, get that one wrong pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, when I see the linking rings, when you see that piece of metal penetrating through <laughs> another piece of the metal, God, ring. I just, exactly, I just Matt, melt, man. You it's just quoted Patter from half the magician's linking rings. That is the most oh famous. My gosh. <laughs> And they oh, melt geez. through each other like two rings of smoke. Which was a wonderful line <laughs> when not everyone okay. used it. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that actually sounded nice. Why, so yeah. even, even with the linking rings, because now I'm... Uh, Alex, you, po- you posed your hypotheses as a counterexample to something I said, and I dropped my point to agree with you. So now I'm the, <laughs> I'm the big savior, I'm the, the big defender of this hypothesis. Yeah. Would it be but impressive the linking rings, if you let me make my a point steel on the linking ring rings. onto a smoke ring? Would you please stop, Matthew? Sorry. <laughs> you interrupted <laughs> Gonzalo Wait, to, no. to say that. Well, it, I, think, I thought it was important. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> well, it okay. could be like those vape okay. smoke rings. You know I, mean? I know. I was going to say, if it doesn't disperse, that's actually impressive. But also, why? Just why? Yeah, I'm sorry, um, Gonzalo. Continue. Still on Real, the linking rings. I want to talk about my, or one of my favorite linking rings routines. Mike Havany's uh, linking coat hangers. That was at Tannins, right? He's been doing it for the past yeah, he fifty years. On it at uh, I, I, he might have. I missed mm-hmm. that yeah, he guy. Um, he did. I didn't see that but one. But the did. but the linking coat hangers is the same effect as the linking rings. This different approach that he does does just using coat hangers instead of rings make it art. No, not necessarily, but it's that uh, that pushing of the boundaries of the art that you were touching on, Matthew, and using these classics, these bases that has been uh, true to magicians for so long that we might actually push the boundaries of the art um, in a way. Uh, I, I get what you're saying, but I think with this example, it seems more of he's just putting his own creative spin on it rather than making it art. But yeah, I, I don't think it's art just because they're coat hangers instead of instead of rings. Okay. Okay. I okay. think that it's it's a step closer to or to to I think it's his artistic interpretation of the linking rings. Okay. Uh, or it um, could be his artistic interpretation of the linking rings. Yeah. Uh, again, I have not personally seen the routine. I don't know if any of you have. Um, the, so we'd have to see the routine to guess. But uh, I really want to connect this to a sentence Matt said earlier, which I really love, and I'd actually really like for us to focus on more too. Um, about how can you make your magic more meaningful? Because mm. uh, that's a tough question, right? Yeah. I, that's I remember, a whole episode, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I remember Alex's 10 steps process, which we've touched on earlier. Don't want to touch on it more now because, you, Alex, you phrased it beautifully then. There's nothing to add. I think it was um, the characterization episode. Or inspiration, something like that. One of those. It was One inspiration. Of those. Um, oh, that it was, was great. Okay. It was inspiration. But it is very tough to jump from for example, to, to quote an extreme, like performing tricks out of the bag and from that to start thinking about intent, right? So that was a very difficult transition for me. And one thing that I heard often that actually really helped me a lot is decide how, decide what it means to you. And that's a great starting point to making something meaningful because the moment you find what makes it meaningful to you, why you like it, what meaning you see you know. in it beyond it just being a trick, the moment you yeah. identify that, and now the next step is communicating that. And I think if something is meaningful to you and you can communicate why it's meaningful to you, I, I care about it now because I care about you as a performer, right? And so something that you care about, and if you can express to me why you care about it, I now, 
um, secondarily care. And so I, I would like to see that. And I think that that's a first step, right? Thinking and being self-aware and being able to identify I, what I something really like means to you. Is I it the really first like step? Approach. It's a damn good step. I'm just wondering, is it the first step? What's before that other than like learning the trick and you perform it enough so that's that true. you can identify what it means to you. You don't know it when you look at it out of the bag, right? Also, I there is a trap that you don't want to fall into because what? I know certain performers, they think about trying to be artistic. So what they do is they don't learn magic because they try to make everything original being able to take oh, your yeah, artistic yeah. vision and apply it to a knowledge of a lot of mm -hmm. things is much more useful for example i'm ta i talked to alex and obviously he's been in the magic scene much much longer than i have so he's no knows a lot a lot more so i'm able to take certain ideas to him and he'll be like oh i remember i read this five years ago this works perfectly for it mm -hmm. see what i mean See, again, Just that connects, studying. Okay. Yeah, it connects to me that, that magic as language metaphor where the more knowledge you acquire, the more learning you do, now you have the vocabulary so that later on when mm. you want to convey a message, you just take the words that you know, put it together, and now you have a, a sentence that you can actually communicate to someone. Have you said that on the podcast before? No. I don't remember that. I, okay, you're very I, good. Earlier today. I, I love earlier that. Earlier today. Yeah. Mm. I think that like that that part of like just knowing enough so that you can reference things i think points back more to the craft side of magic mm -hmm. where That's we just true. sort of perfect it and then learn how to transmit it to other people and make sure they can learn it i don't think that touches on the art uh, on the art part but yes but i do believe effectively you need... honing your craft is extremely beneficial to creating yeah once again art. some people would if i wanted to be a dick i would say yeah you don't necessarily need it to create art and i'd be right saying that but the thing yeah. is you can't just go over saying people don't practice your craft because it doesn't directly help your art. Well, yeah, it does. It does. It does. So I think you absolutely do need, um, you know, technical foundation, intellectual foundation, effect foundation, historical friends. foundations, et cetera, et cetera. To people to talk to helps. <laughs> yeah, but and just to go I thought back, you just I, said I, friends. <laughs> and, you, and you do need friends. You absolutely do need friends. Like a social, um, a social It's collaborative. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but just to come back to the example, I wasn't too big of a fan of the example of the Lincoln Rings because, like, Making coat hangers linked to one another, as opposed to making rungs of metal linked to one another, none of those has more potential than the other to be artistic. Unless it Not means to more to that person, right? For some reason, if he like, if if Cavani, again, we're completely hypothesizing here because I have not unfortunately seen the routine. If Cavani um, worked for 30 years at a dry cleaner's place, and now he shows me what he would do with the hangers in his free time, now to me, boom, there's meaning. Not inherently. I, there's oh, meaning, but it doesn't make it inherently art. That, if he communicates that, um, now he's saying something. Yeah, okay, and then oh, to I me see what you mean, but I mean, like, the process of going from rings to code hangers mean, does could, could, yeah. could be a, a potential step. But inherently, if you just take from a, a neutral standpoint, go either I go linking ranks or linking code hangers. Which one should I do to be more artistic? No. I think that's a stupid. No, that's question. what I that's what I was saying in the beginning. But that's it, not that's the more question. Of just a creative twist on an original effect. Yeah, exactly. That's, so I just didn't like the, the example of going. Oh, art. He made it art by making... I'm not... I don't that's agree. That's true. Yeah, but is, it's we what don't want to confuse people it. listening to it. Okay, that's fair. So by the way, if you're listening and you haven't watched our routine, I beg... Just go watch a wonderful routine. Great and routine. you know what? If you know Lincoln Rains, it'll still fry you. True. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, see, again, I would add that our pursuit should not be, and I hope we've not communicated it should be to, to viewers, it should not be, how do I make this art and unique and creative? Our intent is not to say, okay, you sit down with a piece and you think, oh, how do I make this creative and original? Because now you're just forcing things. 
when you think of how much it means to you and then extrapolate from there, when you think from your intent outwards, now you're never going to get to the point of, oh, let me just substitute in this prop for the heck of substituting the prop. If you even get to the point of, oh, I should use this other thing because it means more to me, now there's a logical step there. It's not for the sake yeah. of being artistic. The art is a byproduct. You sort of get to that point when you start thinking about images. Images are um, great. I yeah, I mean, just to take images. back an analogy we Kiko had. Pastur. Oh, imagine the world. There is no time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a great voice. No, just, just to voice. take back an example we used earlier. Sisyphus just stop halfway up the mountain, drops his boulder, and goes to check a gravel next to it. The process that makes it creative is the fact that he keeps pushing the boulder forward. Good metaphor. Wait, imagine the image of Sisyphus just halfway up. I don't know why that just like hit me. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, but well, well, the he's, thing is, he's so, always halfway up. Yeah, he, he is. Theoretically. Well, anyway, um, like, just oh, that, that's oh, not really the point. Um, the point is, like, you, you were saying... Oh, just going, like, putting stuff in a desk in front of, like, a blank sheet of paper and just going, oh, I'm going to be creative. Well, that's... You just stop pushing your boulder in order to try something else. I think as long as you keep pushing the boulder, which means thinking, living life, enjoying things, that's what fuels, I believe, uh, a good part of the artistic process. Or can potentially fuel more effectively than sitting in front of a blank page. Although, that might occasionally work. It's tough, though. It that, is very it is what, the tough. block, right? Writer's block, any block, any... I think it extends so, everywhere. So I want to bring this up. I'm not exactly too sure how relevant this is. And I cool. was going to save this for, for like, a, a recommendation. But I think this is a great time to bring it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading this... Uh, I'm doing this course. Mm-hmm. And it's called The Artist's Way. And it is, it is called The Spiritual Guide to Higher Creativity. And it's a 12-week course that you do. I have the book right here. Interesting. And uh, it is is quite literally a class that you that you're holding yourself accountable to. There's really no one forcing you to do anything. Mm-hmm. You sign a stupid contract. It's not stupid. You sign a contract in the beginning, <laughs> but no one forces you to do anything. But it's trying to help you, the artist, be more creative. And you have to do you have to do homework and, and all these things. And um, you have to do homework. And I think the two most important things that we have to do, we have to do morning pages where every morning you have to get up and write three pages. Mm-hmm. Like you, you wake up, you don't go on your phone. You can, I use the restroom sometimes cause I just can't hold it. And then mm-hmm. you just have to write three pages of stream of consciousness. Mm. And it really forces yourself to like dig deep into your brain because you wow. just wake up Yeah, and it is tough. It is tough. And then yeah, the second thing you, I'm sorry, go for it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, and then I was going to say the second thing you have to do is you have to go on an artist date. And what that means is that you have yourself, I, Connor McDonald, and then I have my artist self. <laughs> That's great. And I have to take that artist on a date once a week. And whether I, whether that be 15 minutes in an antique shop or watching a two and a half hour movie by myself, That's I have great. to do that. And you have to do it by yourself. You can't take anyone with you. And it forces your – so basically what happens is you take stuff out of the pool in mm-hmm. the morning pages, mm-hmm. but then you put in stuff into the pool when you do the artist date. That's great. And then when you're doing the creative process, you pull neat. from that pool and from those experiences. And then it's just this rinse and repeat cycle. I like that very much. Just to, as a quick add-on to that, a reference to an earlier episode too, with ideation – with regards to that process, dude, 100% quantity over quality. 
yap stream of consciousness three pages write down ideas every day they're not going to be all good that's just not possible no. but then you find gems there i'm sure connor when you go back and look at those morning pages you see like a line here uh, something there that's like oh that's a gem that's uh, i can use right yeah i had accidentally i didn't accidentally but i was just writing through a problem i had i was working through uh one of my i was working through my arrowhead routine and mm -hmm. i was just thinking like gosh how am i going to connect these two things what about this and then just subconsciously something mm -hmm. just popped up and i'd solved a different problem still with my still with my magic act that i was working on but a problem that i wasn't act actively thinking about mm -hmm. and i i i mean it's it is working for me at least so waking up in the morning going to sleep and showering are when i solve problems seriously yeah. like well, yesterday yeah. yesterday boys Dude, i was I literally in the shower alex yeah yeah I, 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 I was in the shower just not thinking about anything just listening to music vibing and it just hits me and like later that night i called said it's two in the morning here i called said hey i think i figured something out let's just talk let's just bounce it back and forth and i did with matthew <laughs> as well as soon as i got out of the yeah. shower what a great idea by <laughs> the way cool. but uh, so that's the I, I wasn't going to the shower going okay how am i going exactly. to express this i'm just mm -hmm. taking my shower like and it, it just hits you it's pretty crazy like what's what's going on up there right <laughs> yeah for sure i think as we discuss one thing that comes out is how passive this art creation process can be yeah and well, as, soon, as, as soon as it gives you an ammunition mm -hmm. fire it yeah find walls to bounce it against so you get yeah. sort of that passive thing and then you just throw it and if it sticks to the wall well you know just keep going and if it falls down just let it let it be on the floor it's like working out i mean bodybuilders they'll spend two hours in the gym but they'll spend six seven hours eating you know mm -hmm. what would you know <laughs> What? Because have you, seen, have you seen Matt's calves? Um, Ginormous. Yo, I, <laughs> big. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's what happens. All right, okay. but no, but seriously, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's building muscle is also just the same thing. It's a lot of it's a lot more passive than people realize. They think, oh, I'm just going to hit the gym every day. But if your diet isn't good, nothing's going to happen. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm mm -hmm. just figuring out like this. This is pure curiosity. I'm sorry. Yeah. While we're talking about bodybuilders, let's say you have two bodybuilders. They have the exact same. You know, I hate saying the same genes. I, I I know that's being scientifically really critiqued. But if they're mm -hmm. like the same person, just split into two realities, they do the exact same exercise, same exercises, same time of the day. They eat the same thing. You just copy and paste that life, right? But one of them is. Like their their way of thinking is just dr drastically different about what the way they're doing it and what they're thinking. Is there an observable difference? There might be because <laughs> there's so much subconscious stuff going on and it's like a placebo effect. Dude, this is this would be we we should talk talk to a psychologist about this or a psychiatrist. Why? Good idea. Uh, unfortunately, Gonzalo got disconnected, mm -hmm. so we have to try to scramble to finish the episode. We're on not scrambling. Like, we are. No, we're I feel like pushing that rock up the mountain. We know the routine. Now. The funny, we no, know the, the funny routine. thing is, it's like without Gonzalo, it's like we're um, we're lost. We lost our mom and Target. <laughs> and <laughs> but but <laughs> we're selling like the toy section where it doesn't That's matter. We're all just looking at the toys. <laughs> wow. we're <still> okay. <laughs> uh, we're playing the the display video game. Whatever it's called, you know what I'm talking about, or not? I don't care. Um, real quick, <laughs> yeah. we've yeah. covered a lot of ground and actually yes. come up with I think some of some of the most insightful stuff we have on this podcast. This is practical. Great discussion. Um, to tie like it together and both mm. back to the art, I think our consensus is one we we touched on earlier in the episode as well that magic can be art, right? There is no should, 
And and like Alex brought up, it's not even worth categorizing anything here as shoulds because counterexamples are just too easy to find. Alex, I love the point that you made that classics are deemed maybe by their versatility um, and how many different approaches you can take when addressing them, right? And regarding making magic more meaningful, we touched on a lot of stuff as well. That active process of thinking of what the piece means to you. And that doesn't come immediately. That doesn't come when you take it out of the out of the, out of the box it comes when you perform it over and over and then sit and do the hard thinking of yeah this is a cool trick yeah i like the effect yeah i like the climax yeah there's a great kicker whatnot none of that matters what does this piece mean specifically to me um and then conveying that meaning connor what do you have to add on that well i i uh that's a that's what i was trying to get at at the beginning of the podcast like what you like i'm not trying to be annoying and i'm not trying, to, I'm not trying to pull a sanjeev but <laughs> it was just way it was explained way better than i did i i hadn't fully formulated that thought i had tried to write through it a little bit and see if i could get like think it out but i couldn't formulate it right but that's kind of what i was trying to say in the beginning where magic uh can be art if sure. mm -hmm. you want it to be so you know it doesn't have to be it could be mm -hmm. you know, and like, even if you want it to be it doesn't make it art there's yeah, yeah, have, yeah, it, yeah. Right? And we talked about concrete steps through the yeah, episode that absolutely. you can actually take. And by the to way, Sanjeev, though, just the way you said uh, that classics thing we were talking about earlier, just mm -hmm. made me realize. Like usually, people say oh, classics; they people have been doing them forever. I think what we said is essentially just the zoom back version of that. Mm -hmm. Then standing the test of time is just them standing up to the necessary versatility of the changing world. Yeah. Because there's so many different but over now, time. But now, we just take it from one axis back to two axes, right? Now yeah. going, yeah, but that constraint isn't only time. It's also the versatility and the approaches and the performance mm -hmm. and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Which is really yeah. cool. Classics are classics for a reason. Yeah, that's true. Study them. Songs are popular but for a reason. But not the reason most people think. Exactly. Well, and yeah, then people, yeah. people misunderstand that and missay yeah. it. Oh, and so there that's was, great. So here we might we might need to edit what I'm about to say, because yeah. there's a last last. I'm missing one part to it, which mm -hmm. Sanjeev said earlier. When he was talking about the um, Super Mario effect, mm -hmm. and he had just had a sequence of words that was perfect, and essentially I I try to cramp all the meaning I could into like very smart short sentences, right? Like we talked in the previous episode, just taking words out, mm -hmm. and this is essentially what I came up with to express ideas. Pushing expression. Embracing yeah. mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Working hard. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably put the emphasis on working and not hard on that one. Yeah. And there's this last one that Sanjeev had the perfect verb there. And I just can't remember it. So I'm going to be watching this recording instantly. What was it about? Just find it. What, what was, was it about? It? Let's try so you were out. saying, so we'll just talk about the Paper Mario effect for a bit. Uh, um. Life gamification, and it's about it's not about always advancing to the next level. Be happy for where you are, um, be happy for all the levels you've crossed, and then look out at what is left and don't worry about how you're not already there. Understand that as you keep enjoy the process, get there. I definitely it, it, did not. It might yeah. be that, it might be that. Like, uh, well, if, if that's the sentiment, I think we can hit that, yeah. So, we'll although this it. might not be the perfect verb and anything, and that verb Sanjeev used earlier. Just to take a couple of words away and takes that. So if you're listening, I, I'm sure that if it, it really hit you when I heard it. Worst it. case, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just so if we had to, if I had to bring that together, it would be so pushing expression, embracing mediocrity, working hard, and enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
There you go. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, <laughs> we you, have Matt. to do the assembly. Oh, the assembly. Let's hit that. Yeah, I believe it's. It, I believe it is me. And I was about. Oh yeah, presented was... by Alexandre Moreau. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, there's so much to talk about with art, and we touch on so many subjects like creativity and drive and intention, and there's so much. And I could recommend a million things. But I want to focus on, actually, something we talked about, I believe, in the first episode. And even in previous... I think in first very very first episode of Ungimmicked. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is... We can the Neat Review. Ah. I already talked about it. Oh. And they uh, actually... But since the last time we talked about it, they released their third volume. So you can get a subscription. And it's like three, three books per year. Um, and I'm subscribed to it. And they'll just send it to your place. And so... It's a review. It's not a journal. It's just like a sort of review um, that contains magic, scarcely, but a lot of like culture and views and arts and everything. So it, the idea mm. is crossing different arts. And I, I, I think we, we they treated the subject so well of art. And so I would suggest just Very grabbing nice. all, the, all the previous issues and reading through them because there's mm-hmm. a lot of is magic art? How is it an art? How is it a craft? And there's so many good, so some examples that I, I, I took were, I'm completely unshameful to admit it, from from there. And I think it'll give you a lot more. And wow. avid listeners might be thinking, wait a second, this is supposed to be the assembly. It is not supposed to be about magic. Should it be? I'm like, yeah, it isn't. And that's why it's so good. The new review isn't a magic magazine, isn't a magic book. It's just a wonderful condensed of arts and crafts mm-hmm. put together. It's uh, very insightful and it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful project uh, and I would encourage you to support it and just know that everything you put into the project you will get back tenfold just into nice. the creative creative juices and just having those pretty pictures sit on your sit on your shelf. Mm-hmm. How, neat how much is it? So it's uh, the neat review. I believe it's 30 pounds. It's a, um, the creators are British. It's 30 pounds per issue. And so for, for 90 pounds a year, they will send all three issues to wherever you want automatically. So the very first, nice. the very okay. first one was um, about London, their okay. hometown, I believe. The second was about New York City. Mm. Wonderful. There's an interview with, with, uh, with Aussie and everyone. And um, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm losing names here. And the third one just came out is uh, on Tokyo. Ooh. And we, oh. we're, not, we're not very Oh, you were talking about that. I was. And the Japanese coin magicians. Yeah, the thing is, we like we don't know much about Japanese magicians, and because of my subscription, it was automatically shipped to France because I moved so much. I was scared of oh. like having it shipped somewhere I no longer live. So mm-hmm. as soon as I get back to France, there's gonna be that sitting right at my desk, and That's I, pretty beautiful. I I'm really close to just buying it right now, a second copy, so I can read it right now. <laughs> uh, but well, I think I'm gonna push myself to wait. That's for the- beautiful. For coming back. All right, we do have to wrap this up, though. Great recommendation. I'm gonna be sort of taking over Gonzalo. So, ungimmicked. U N G. Shoot. No. Oh my god. U N G I M M I C K E D. Ungimmicked. This was uh, previously Gonzalo Sosa, Matthew O'Neill, Sanjeev Vinod, Connor McDonald, Alex Barrow. Follow us on social media. Please give us money. And <laughs> donate. Uh, you don't have to give us money. You really <laughs> but most importantly, tell a friend if they would find this insightful, if they'll find this helpful. Through any sort of performing art, it doesn't have to be magic. And I think that's it. Gentlemen, this was Ungimmicked. Thank you for watching.